Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we're talking... Puppets. 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 I, I know I love to talk about them for hours. I can't wait to talk about puppets for an hour. <laughs> well, we didn't come up with this on our own. Uh, the topic of puppets was suggested to us by a couple of our Discord friends, Courtney and Deadlight. If you've got a topic to suggest to us, head on into the Discord, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity if you're not already a member. Check that out. You can tell us what to talk about. Natalie. Why? What are puppets? Okay, puppet is like a little guy on your hand. <laughs> like if you have a guy on your hand and you're talking to him, that's a puppet man. That's true. Right. That's true. So I guess it's more of a question of what isn't a puppet. <laughs> okay, so okay, if you okay, if you want to be Mr. Fancy and like, hello, I read the dictionary about what a puppet is. A puppet is an object often resembling a human, animal, or mythical figure that is animated or manipulated by a person called a puppeteer or just a dumbass with a hand up the bottom of the puppet. I mean, when I use a puppet, I don't feel like I'm a puppeteer. I'm not an artist of puppets, really. No, I don't feel like I'm a puppeteer or a puppet master. (laughs) The puppet master. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just... It's like the difference between a professional driver and a guy with a car right well i always when when nona was little i used to always like going to the toy stores where they had all the toys that were not fun like the um, learning store like the learning store and the learning store always had like a very wide selection of like crazy puppets and I used to think that the puppets were really sweet, and Nona was always extremely indifferent towards the puppets, except for Cato One. <laughs> <laughs> she really liked Cato One. Well, we found a puppet, and we didn't know it was a puppet. It just looked like a stuffed animal, and it was a really realistic cat. And I think part of why it's realistic is because sometimes cats will just sit there and not move. So it really, your brain is like, whoa, that's <laughs> not that. that's not moving at all. Right. It looks dead in the eye. just like a real cat. <laughs> I And I don't know how long after it was, but Nona, like, crammed her hand inside of it. And she was like, it's a puppet. Uh, yeah. And so, well, also we got it and it's a cat. And she's like, I'm going to name it. And you're like, what are you going to name the cat? And she's like, Cat 01. <laughs> yeah. And she really liked Cat 01 a whole lot. And I was like, oh, yeah, and we're going to get into this puppet scene. I've been hoping we can get into this puppet scene. Let's let's get some cool puppets. Like, this is going to be great. And then I got her Cat 02, and she was not interested in them. No. Mm-mm. No, I, I mean, kids always do that, though. There's always something they particularly get attached to. And then maybe even if you're a kid, when you find out that there's a second cat stuffed animal, like it's possible she didn't know that there was any. And then she got one and she's like, fuck. Right. And then you get the other cat and you're like, oh, so this is a whole thing. I thought I I thought I had something special. <laughs> right. She was like never really a serious toy kid either. No, no. I don't blame her. I didn't really play with toys. I was always like a draw pictures kid. I was always just like I would like to do like something like that or I would read a book, which is basically what I do now. I mean, when it comes down to it, like I'm still me. (laughs) That's how it goes down. Well, it's it's really funny 
I think a lot of people assume as kids that you're going to grow up and your ideas and your tastes and, and stuff you do is going to change. And certainly you grow up and you decide you like beer now. Right, right. Uh, there are things that do change, but they're minor things. The major things, like when I was a kid, my favorite thing to do was to go out and just wander around. And I was always frustrated because I wasn't I wasn't allowed to just go wander like into the next county. Right. And now I, I do that. I will walk until I leave the city and I'm like, I'll, I'll text people. I'd be like, I walk to the next city, man. <laughs> <laughs> Got all the way, man, I'm in a village now. Right, right. I mean, I think the you find out things about yourself then and they echo throughout your life. I didn't like toys when I was a kid. I was just talking with somebody today. He bought a boat a while ago and then he's like, well, uh, got rid of the boat, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, and I thought about it and I told him, I said, you know, I, I don't like owning stuff. Like it's very frustrating to me. Right. It's just something you have to maintain, something you have to dust. I would, I would prefer to own like very little things and then if I needed tools I could just go down to the library and get them. I the only thing I ever really am interested in having are books or tools. The thing the reason why I have stuff like that is because I can't go find somebody that has a scanner or try to get somebody that has a scanner because I have to scan stuff all the time. So I have to have that. You know, you end up having stuff you have to have. Well, yeah, the stuff you have to have, like a dishwasher, that doesn't count, right? Having a refrigerator doesn't count. Having a scanner when you have to post comics on the internet every day for your entire life until you're dead. Like, that, that's a, that's like a washing machine. Like, you need to have that. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, doodly shit. Like, I hate having, like, a shit that just does one thing. And a, a puppet does very little. <laughs> right. Right. If Speaking you, of bullshit that only does one thing. Well, this is, actually. This is a motherfucker that just pretends to be a dog, and that's it. <laughs> well, so, that's true. That's true. But there's also a trivial case. So, you know, dimensions, three dimensions, mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. Sure. Two dimensions. Where are you going on this piece of paper? Straight ahead. One dimension. <laughs> I'm staying right you where You can I am. go. One dimension is you can go anywhere you want on this line, and there is the zeroth dimension, which is simply a point. Yeah. The Funko Pop is the zero-dimensional puppet. Right, right. It cannot be played with. Right. You know, a puppet, sure, it can say anything you want. Right. But at the end, you're just talking to your hand, man. So what is the deal? What's the deal with Funko Pops? Like, I mean, I don't think I have ever even, like, looked at one. Like, is it... Who was the original Funko Pop? Like, I know there's all kinds of different ones. Like, who is the... Like, who is, who is Funko Pop? I, was I, there, like, a generic, like, dude, like, like setting zero? Like, it's a neutral setting on the Funko Pop? Like... <laughs> Average American Funko Pop is that was that where they started off and then they started branching off into crazier Funko Pops until we got like Iron Man and like Incredible Hulk and Baby Yoda. <laughs> I don't have any idea about the history of Funko Pops. Like I said, I'm not a I'm not a toy guy. I don't have I don't have toys now. It's fine. Some people are into it. Some people want to have a car. There's a guy down the street that has a Porsche. Sometimes he has his buddy over and his buddy has another Porsche. So they line their cars up on the street and they stand out and talk with them because they want people to see that they have nice Porsches. And you walk by and you're like, wow. Right. 
That looks just like a Porsche to me. <laughs> I actually like the idea of like having car friends. One of my favorite things when I had a Subaru is that like when you have a Subaru, like everyone else who has a Subaru, like we all want to talk to each other about our Subarus. And like sometimes you'll be driving down the road and you'll be like at a four-way stop and there's a Subaru across from you and you like wave at each other. Oh, that's the weird... <laughs> I'm all about it. Like, hey, we got Subarus. Our, our cars are the same. Yeah. You want to race? I've raced people before, like more than once. Well, because we had a station wagon, but it had like a V6 in it. It had <laughs> yeah, a... It whooped ass. <laughs> it was real. It was real strong. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think we, we had it almost 20 years. I'm never... I don't like cars that much. I love cars. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love to drive them. <laughs> I'm totally, I'm totally fine in a car. I'm not like scared or avoidant of driving a car, and I'm, I'm comfortable driving a car. I've driven across the country, but like if I could, my ideal world, I just wouldn't drive. I just walk around and get the stuff I need, right? Mm-hmm. But I was driving our old Subaru once, and I was going down the street, going down the street. I was going up to the park. I turned left on High Street. I turned left, and as I going around the bend. We had this like shit green Subaru. Uh-huh. As I'm going around the bend, I see this other guy and he's sitting in a shit green Subaru and he kind of looks at me and he kind of startles. And I looked at him and he kind of looked at me and I gave him the thumbs up and he gave me a thumbs up. And I was like, <laughs> what did we just do? Why? I do that all the time. Why? I was like, hey, friends. It's just stimulus. You have to respond hey, to the friends. stimulus. It's like people are Subaru friends. It's the only ones. No one's Honda friends. No one is like, when I had old Ben's, no one was Ben's friends. And that even rhymes. That would have been so much better. I know, better. right. But people are Subaru friends, and that like is part of the reason I like Subaru so much. But I was stopped at a stoplight once, and there was a Jag next to me, and I had my little Subaru, and he was like revving his engine up like he was going to race off from the light and like race yeah. me. And so I tapped my gas a couple times, and he kind of looked at me like I was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then I fucking floored it and he ate shit. <laughs> I was like a block and a half up the road and he was still at the light. I was like, ah, bitch. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to step on it. You're fucking dumb. <laughs> Next time you'll recognize when some weird lady in the in station wagon is giving you the old rev up sign. Like, come on, buddy. I'm going to fuck you up and ruin your day. <laughs> Okay, so the deal with puppets is when you use a puppet, <laughs> you put your hand in it, and they're you're either just like pockets for your fingers to go in, or there are strings or rods or whatever fuck inside of it. You use your hands to manip- manipulate it, right? And it makes the puppet do arms and hands and do a dance and say, "Hello, I'm a frog," right? Yeah. And the puppeteer will synchronize like their hand motions and stuff and they will act out stories and they will use puppets as part of storytelling. Like that is the main thing with puppets. They're there to tell a story. Yeah, I could see that. Right. I don't think I don't think I've seen a puppet show since I was forced to in school. Right. I would just very I think uh, I always had a problem with suspension of disbelief. 
I gotten better at it as I got older. I've gotten better at it, but it's just I felt like there was always just a guy or a lady there. Right. You know what? You know what my favorite show that had puppets on it was when I was a kid was Letter People. I think I did not ever see that that I can remember. It was exactly what it sounds like. They were puppets that were the different letters yes. of the alphabet. Yes. I've seen pictures. You've showed me. I love the Letter People. Yeah. <laughs> That was always my favorite when I was in preschool. I was like, yeah, let's hear about these letters. Teach me how to read so I can get out of this fucking shithole. <laughs> fucking entertaining myself and not having to wait for you guys. <laughs> Teach me. That was read. like your Rosetta Stone. Uh, yeah, right. Come on. Come on, letter people. <laughs> <laughs> the most simple type of puppet is like a finger puppet, which is like... Just like a little guy you stick right on your finger and you like, hello, and you bend your little finger. Yeah. And I don't care what kind of finger puppet you have. That's the voice you do. Oh, yeah, for sure. What if, what's your finger puppet voice? How would you make him talk? Hello. Oh, oh, okay. You're just different. <laughs> Hi, I think, I'm well. a little finger guy. Well, I think it's funnier if he has a deep voice because he's so small. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Twist the expectation a little bit, right? Yeah, you gotta have that contrast. Hi, I'm a weird finger guy. Yeah, yeah, that's my vibe. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, it, every every animal in the ecosystem has to occupy a niche, and I'm in the world of finger puppets, I'm weird finger guy. I'm weird finger guy. I, re- I like Mr. Finger up here, though. I like him doing this voice. He sounds a little bit more like Bougie Boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, next step up. We're going to make this more complicated. How about a sock puppet? Now your whole hand's in it, right? And then you tuck the end of the sock in your in your hand a little bit and make a mouth. Yeah. You're in business. That's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> solid. That's pretty solid. A sock solid. puppet is probably my favorite kind of puppet, probably. Like, I like the simplicity of form. It's a minimalist puppet. And then after you're finished playing puppet, you put your sock back on. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> that's no a, fuss, no muss. <laughs> that's a good setup. I like that. <laughs> um, so, uh, there are... Other kinds of puppets like marionettes where they will have like a, a doll with like joints and stuff that are on strings and you like pull the strings and doodly do, right? Uh-huh. And there are rod puppets where they have a central rod that is secured to the head and then you will make it move around on the stick, right? You could do the ventriloquist dummy, which is the asshole sits there and you put your hand in his back and you make his mouth go and then you do the ventriloquist thing, which I don't know how to do. Oh, I I have no idea. Ventriloquism is just like, I feel like so many of these things, I feel like puppet shows, ventriloquism, a, a musical, I feel like all of these things are products of a bygone era that just do not, Give me any kind of chemical release. Right. Does anyone do puppets anymore, like, not ironically? I'm probably for kids. I'm trying to think. I feel like the last time I saw a puppet show, it was maybe in Everybody Counts, and they had a whole gang of puppets, and I don't remember, but all of the puppets had different disabilities. 
Oh, that's that known as preschool. I remember watching that too. Like everyone was, everyone counts, and they're all puppets. Yeah, yeah. It's just everybody all had disabilities, and then the people who did the puppet show they hung out afterwards. If you wanted to ask them any questions, uh-huh. which was like, what? It, what am I gonna ask you? What am I gonna ask a puppet? I'm not talking. Right, I'm not talking to the puppet man. <laughs> here to talk about puppets i actually am here to talk about puppets i'm not gonna talk to a puppet though what if what if a puppet was like andy give me a big old kiss would you give him a kiss no no No. what if i what if i wanted you to do it yeah i do yeah sure okay all right just make sure we know where the line is (laughs) you kiss a puppet for me it's not a hard no it's just (laughs) who am i who am i doing it for there's a cost Right. You see a guy with a sign that says free hugs. The hugs aren't free. He's just not disclosing the cost. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, if you, if you kiss a puppet for me, then that's just like more, more, more fodder for when I talk to my friends. I'm like, you know how cool Andy is? He kissed a puppet for me. He's so great. And all my friends are like, oh, I wish my husband would kiss a puppet. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to end up on Reddit, and it's going to be my F41, a husband, M41, will not kiss the puppet, M3. <laughs> it's an old puppet. I got him a couple years ago. <laughs> But I love it when he kisses the puppet. <laughs> um, so did you know that there are puppets who were significant? <laughs> significant puppets? Right. Just I, just, I have a heading in my notes that says significant puppets in history. Okay. <laughs> Hit me. Tell me. First fact, some, there was a significant one. Tell me about the significant puppets. How about Howdy Doody? <laughs> Wow. That's like black and white TV, huh? Right. I'm going to say it like that because it makes it sound like you're saying hello to a ship. <laughs> Howdy Doody. Anyway, so Howdy Doody was a American children's television program. And it was on NBC from December of 1947 until September of 1960. So that was like 13 years. And it started off as a radio show... And then they moved it onto a program called the Puppet Playhouse, and everyone loved it. They're like, "Oh, I love Howdy Doody." There's a clown on it too. Can you imagine the fucking entertainment explosion of a puppet and a clown <laughs> at the same fucking time? That was like mind candy for our parents' generation. <laughs> they were shitting themselves. A clown. And a puppet and a little fake gun that makes explodey sounds. Right, right. Uh, There was Howdy Doody and then there is a clown called Clarabelle. And Clarabelle in the Howdy Doody show did not have any lines at all. Because if Clarabelle talked, they would have to pay him more. (laughs) <laughs> and the producers refused to pay to pay Clarabelle the additional amount of money they would have had to pay him if he talked. So, like, they had to pay him, like, union rates or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right, right. Ah, uh, classic. <laughs> uh, 
Um, the big thing on How to Do is they had the peanut gallery, which is where all the kids would sit. And they would have audience participation. And it was a thing for old people when they were little. <laughs> That's where they got the idea that people gave a shit what they thought. Wow. <laughs> is that why they're like that? I don't fucking know. Maybe. They maybe would... that is why they're like that. We just cracked the case. Why are they like that? Because they were told that the peanut gallery was important. Oh, my God. This explains... <laughs> This explains social media. Right, right. They all think that they have to have their say-so. All I know about Howdy Doody is it opened, and this has just been referenced so many times that I know about it in context, it it opens where the kids would scream, They the camera would be on the kids, and the kids would scream, it's Howdy Doody time. Yeah. That's that's just, I'm sure they were they were prompted by the, by the guy. There was a main character. Mm-hmm. Howdy Doody was the puppet. Who was the main guy? Buffalo Bob Smith. Create. He was the one who created Howdy Doody. So I'm sure he prompted them. That's exactly like the text box on Twitter that asks what's happening, and then you scream, it's Howdy Doody time. Right, right. So apparently at some point Bob Smith died, and there was a big fight about who was in charge of Howdy Doody now. and Like the show? Um, The puppet. <laughs> and it has just it, they had it in a safe deposit box and they were running it through the court and I, I guess eventually they figured out who owned it but did you know that the peanut gallery is why they called peanuts peanuts the comic because united features syndicate had the rights to use the word peanut because of the peanut gallery oh and yeah and peanuts was originally called little folks but they yeah. wanted to use peanuts since they they could. So they renamed his comic strip for him. Uh huh. Yeah, and he hated it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody tried to rename my comic strip once. Mm-hmm. Somebody once asked me. They said, "Hey, can we run your comic strip in our in our alt weekly?" Mm-hmm. And that's a concept that has to be explained. You would have newspapers which would come out daily, mm-hmm. and the newspaper is like the stocks are down. The guy. The baseball team won. Uh, here's what's happening. The president says peace is coming to another nation very soon. And so that was the news. And then you had the Alt Weekly, which was free. And it was smaller than the newspaper. But it would come out once a week. And that would have all of the band listings. Mm-hmm. And it would have like articles about art and culture and stuff. Right. But... Somebody once asked, they said, hey, can we run this in our alt weekly? And I was like, sure, you know, just put the website address, whatever on there. And they decided they were going to rename it. They decided (laughs) they were going to run it under a different title. And I was like, hey, man. (laughs) Sorry to tell you. You can't. It's just, I'm letting you use it for free. You're not allowed to also rename it. Maybe maybe if you would have told him you could rename it, you would have been a success story like Peanuts. Maybe you should have let him rename it. Maybe you never know when you took the exit off the highway of success and just didn't notice until you found yourself on a back road. You know what? If there's one thing that is always true is that if you want good art, it has to be by committee, man. <laughs> the most people possible. The need. more people you get to weigh in on, yeah. on the art piece, the better it gets. Absolutely. The better, 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 better. 
because why have singular vision when you can have like vision all over the place that who knows what is going on but we are capturing all of it it is like it really is that's the only way to do art <laughs> let's, let's get people together who do not have artistic vision and use their ideas that they have for some reason it sounds <laughs> I like to make art according to the tastes of people who have never made art or, or have, seen yeah, it or, or seen it or looked at it. Yeah, have never <laughs> have simply never uh, experienced something that was created purely for aesthetic value. <laughs> You know, they always have really great ideas. Like, what if we made it so it was aesthetically shitty instead? Yeah. And that is always, like, that's mind-blowing. Like, what if we did do that? Man, that that could be a whole movement. <laughs> that's what, I mean, that's how that's how you make changes. That's, that's right. how That's how we progress, right? Let's move forward. <laughs> move forward with art. Move forward with the podcast. <laughs> you know who um, was Mr. Puppets was Mr. Rogers also. Oh, yeah. You don't often think about puppets when you think of Mr. Rogers because Mr. Rogers basically just took his shirt off and put it back on and took it off and put it back on over and over and over again. But there was a brief interlude where he would have puppets. That was the make-believe world. <laughs> yeah, the land of make-believe. Um, there was King Friday the 13th, and he was named that to make kids less scared of Friday the 13th. I was never <laughs> scared of Friday the 13th. <laughs> and this predates the movies about Friday the 13th also. Maybe it was scarier because Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood started in the 60s. Right. I, yeah, I was never sold on the little puppets. That was always like when that part of Mr. Rogers came on. You know, sometimes he would have a guy over and the guy would be like, well, hello there, Mr. Rogers. I brought my fish. And he would be like, these fish look like they could be my friends. <laughs> Do hey, you fish. have a friend? <laughs> hey, fish. <laughs> He'd go and sprinkle. I remember he used to sprinkle the fish. Yeah. I. You know what? When I watched Mr. Rogers, the puppets were my least favorite part. So anyways, there was King Friday the 13th. Then there was um, that Daniel Tiger who I hated. And the only thing I hated more than Daniel Tiger was that goddamn Daniel Tiger's neighborhood. Uh, did you know that Daniel Tiger's neighborhood, the little animated guy? Uh-huh. That is, in Mr. Rogers' lore, that is Daniel Striped Tiger's son. <laughs> Imagine being a tiger puppet and having... And giving birth to an animated tiger. <laughs> yeah. A computer animated. So your, your wife gives birth to an animated tiger who somehow also looks like you. So that's freaky as fuck. And then they're like... And then King Doctor the 13th comes in and sounds exactly like Fred Rogers speaking in a slightly creaky voice and says, so what are you going to name your son? He's like, Daniel Tiger. <laughs> Daniel Tiger is a true dumb shit. If you have a kid and you've been forced to watch Daniel Tiger, he is a true dumb shit. <laughs> The only, only guy worse than Daniel Tiger is Caillou. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, yeah, yeah. Luckily, our kid, she she was more of a backyardigans. She was, she was, she never fell for the dumb shit. Anyway, Mr. Rogers, he had his puppets. He was on until August 31st of 2001. 
and that enabled him to prepare for the 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center. that he was able to get off in time in order to pull that off. Yeah. It'd, <laughs> it'd take a few days. Right, right. You know, I mean, you just got to recognize it was inside job. Mr. Rogers did 9-11. I'm sure he had a lot of help from his friends. Right, of course. Um, you know, you know the, only, the only puppet show better than Mr. Rogers. What's that? <laughs> Garfield Goose. <laughs> Garfield Goose. Did I stutter? <laughs> Not Garfield the cat. No, Garfield Goose. It was a goose. It was a waterfowl named Garfield, and it was a puppet show that they had on in Chicago, which everyone in Chicago loved it, but nobody outside of Chicago gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> what does Garfield Goose look like? Can we look at it? Uh, I kind of love him. I kind of love Garfield Goose. He has a huge bill. Uh-huh, a it huge. Looks like it's plastic. He actually has a a small wormy like head and neck and a gigantic, stiff bill. Uh huh. I bet you it clacked. I hope it clacked. Do you think there's a video of him? Do you think it clacked? Here's that goose. I'm not sure of that last name. I really am not sure. It looks like M O N A C O. Monaco. The host cannot read very well. And literally the only thing that the the only thing that the goose is doing is clapping. He's clapping his beak. That's all he does. Clack clack clack. Clack 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 clack. Is that is that all he does? Let's see if he says anything. Pretty, beautiful knitted. All right, that's no. Uh-uh. He's he's uh, the goose is a mime. Yeah, he just he nods and he and he makes his his beak clap. So that's what people in Chicago like that, and they like it when their pizza is too thick. <laughs> <laughs> and they like being cold. Think about it. So, um, who is the most famous puppets? Probably the the ones on Thanksgiving. What? The ones they drag around uh, on Thanksgiving when they do the parade. The dragging puppets. The Spider-Man and stuff, yeah. That's, those are balloons. <sighs> <laughs> Did you, they don't talk. Well, they move, they kind of move around. They float through the air like a balloon. I think they're more like the tube guy. Yeah, they're, I would say they're more like they're a tube. They're like a bounce house. Well, the, the tube guy might be like a puppet, though. But he's not telling you a story. But you can't move. You can't move the tube guy. The tube guy is autonomous. What if you had an autonomous puppet? That would just be a robot, or it would... <laughs> an autonomous puppet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably be a robot. What? What if? What if you made? Think about this. This uh-huh. could be a million dollar idea. Okay. Uh-huh. Are you tired of all your puppets sitting around on your shelves lifelessly? Are you sick of only having? two hands to operate your puppets with are you always going hungry because you don't want to take one of your puppets off one of your hands so you can right, eat right 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 uh-huh. introducing puppet hand puppet hand P- 
puppet hand is an AI-controlled, Bluetooth-linked, autonomous hand that will control your puppet. A speaker inside of it will make your puppet talk. Right. <laughs> so all you do, it's the same size as a human hand, mm -hmm. and motors move the fingers and the palm and the wrist. Oh, you could probably use it for other stuff, too. And that's how we make the million dollars. Do you think the puppet industry is big? It's not. <laughs> not as big as the jerking off industry. <laughs> your puppet hand can also do a J-O. Think about it. And then once you get once you get Puppet Hand 2.0 and it's waterproof, now you got a finger bang machine, baby. <laughs> and that, that's the real puppet. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you're the hand and sometimes you're the puppet. Right. I'm usually the puppet. <laughs> Between you and me. But yeah, I, I can see that being like, would maybe it could light up even maybe. What if you got one of puppet hands and you got it and you and you had it feed you like you had the puppet hand programmed to get the Cheetos out of the bowl and put them in your mouth, so you wouldn't have to use chopsticks. That that would be good. I also I think that the Bluetooth link up and the AI and the different programs. So if you get a fancy sewing machine, uh -huh. you can download patterns and programs and stuff onto your sewing machine so you can make little scallop patterns when you're sewing or buttonholes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you can embroider in different fonts i think the puppet hand would be much the same thing like some people would say okay what i want i want the puppet hand to go all the way get the cheeto out bring it back and feed me some people would just want to hold the puppet hand around the butt end of it <laughs> yeah, and just use, in, just like an arm extender, just use that to dip into the Cheeto bag. Right. And like sometimes, you know, you're going somewhere. Do you remember those keychains that got really popular during the pandemic? They were like a little loop. Like and It was a little metal loop and hook, and it's like you don't have to touch anything anymore, mm -hmm. and you can... Put, punch it forward to punch your number into a keypad and do all the stuff. Well, the puppet hand will do that with uh, dexterity that you could never manage operating something at the end of a little metal hook. Right. You can bring that puppet hand anywhere now that it's waterproof. Right. You can make people touch it. Like, handshakes are back, baby. We're going to go meet people and we're going to make them shake our puppet hand. We are, and if they've got if they've got a puppet hand too, those two puppet hands can link with a proprietary protocol to exchange data. Right, and then you're automatically friends on Facebook. <laughs> Why shake hands when your Facebook can shake hands with somebody else's Facebook who hasn't deleted it yet? Right. <laughs> You'll be hearing their mother talk a bunch of weirdo shit about vaccines in no time. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, Natalie. Yeah. What is the most famous puppet? I don't know. A Muppets. Oh. Muppets are the famous puppets. Yeah, I feel like they got away with a lot by just using most of the word puppet. Yeah, I think they also got. A, they went a long way by having like better puppets, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because looking at that Garfield goose, I mean, he was cute, but really he did not have... There's like an aesthetic that the Muppets 
that the Muppets nailed. I was never into him content-wise, but what are you going to do? Jim Henson created the Muppets in 1955, and it was like a burlesque variety kind of style of comedy that they did with the puppets, right? Okay. And they were originally in a short-form television series called Salmon Friends that started in 1955. And they got popular on late-night talk shows, and they were used a lot in advertising and, and stuff like that, right? Uh-huh. And, but, but there's, like I said, their stuff wasn't necessarily geared towards children. Like, the Muppet Show was not necessarily, like, for little kids. Right? Sure. Um, but then, like, in the late 60s, they did Sesame Street, which is, like, all the kids liked it. That was, like, what kids watched on TV. Right? Yeah. And then people were like, whoa, it's crazy. Everyone loves it. They did Muppet Show. They did emmys they got all kinds of nominations for things right then they had movies they had muppet movie muppet caper muppets take manhattan and then muppet babies and then muppet grandpas muppet pets muppets in space you know what always tripped me up on the muppets in the sesame street is that it was a different set of them like if you think about it oscar the grouch is clearly a muppet mm-hmm He's like a reskin of the dog guy from the from the Muppets, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they just have a different guy talk. Mm-hmm. They pulled the sliders around a little bit, right? And right. Let him go, and and like Big Bird and all that. They're clearly like Muppet based, but they're it's a separate world. Like Kermit, does Kermit ever come on Sesame Street? Yes. Does he? Yes. Are Ernie and Bert Muppets? Yes. Did we talk about this already? <laughs> God damn it! I don't know why it's so confusing for me, Natalie. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're Muppets also, yeah. Uh-huh. Was Miss Piggy ever on Sesame Street? I don't know if Miss Piggy know. was ever on Sesame Street. I don't know. I mean, also, my main... Let me, let me ask. The internet. Let's me, let me ask. Was Miss Piggy on Sesame Street? No. I've never. See, I called it. I told you I was a genius. Nope. No Miss Piggy on Sesame Street. I imagine that like like some of it was just not like on Sesame Street, man. Let's let's hold off talking about all these different guys, okay? Mm-hmm. Hold off, all right. Tell you more about it. Um, most Muppets, the performer will hold the character above their head or in front of themselves, and will have one hand operating the head and mouth, and the other manipulating the hands and arms, either with two separate control rods. Or by wearing the hands like gloves. Okay. And most of the Muppets are left-handed because of the way that they're set up. Oh, because the the person running it is holding the head and mouth with the right hand because mm-hmm. they probably it's like playing a guitar, uh-huh. right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, there are some Muppets where they have several performers operating a single character, and the performer who controls the mouth is usually also voicing the character. Oh, yeah, that would be hard to coordinate otherwise, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, I thought, oh, my God. Do you even know how to do one anymore? I think I... I think that I, I really feel like you're rusty. You're rusty, and you're dusty, and you're crusty. Are you even ready for a quiz? Yeah, let's get it. What's the quiz? Uh, something about Muppets. <laughs> this is... 
a list of characters on Muppets. The whole Muppet universe? Uh-huh. Right. The, the MCU? Right. Um, let's say there are ten main characters on the Muppets, the Muppet Show, okay? On the Muppet Show. Uh-huh. So Grover does not count. No. <laughs> Grover was on Sesame Street. Right, uh-huh. So we are talking about Muppet Show characters, and so they are all of those guys, so you need to tell me them. I actually have a very long list. I'm going to make you do all of them. So how's that? Let's start. Kermit. He's the obvious one. Kermit. Was he the main guy? He was yeah. the host of the show. He was a frog, uh-huh. And if you recall, the frog is the dog backwards. There was the brown dog. What's his name? I have no idea. He had floppy ears. He was brown. Is that enough to get it right? No. There was Animal. 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 was the drummer. Yeah. He was crazy. That was the implication. Yeah. Just drumming like a bitch. I mean, I feel like they maybe they could have gone into more like what's his what's his backstory like what is why is he putting so much of himself into that? Because he just loves to drum, man. Like it's just like he just needs to like pound it, man. <laughs> that's that's why puppet hand puppet hand could be a ten million dollar idea. Right. Imagine if you could just like work with both hands while jerking off at the same time with your puppet hands. And if he had the puppet hand jerking you off, it would feel like a stranger. Because you wouldn't be able to feel the dick in your hand. <laughs> so it's so easy to forget. It's like... <laughs> I feel like a stranger is operating my Kermit. <laughs> the cold, rubbery caress of a robotic stranger. <laughs> hey, you know... Yoinking your dick too hard. It sounds really like a great idea. It's got, it's fully controllable, Natalie. It's if either going to yoink it too hard or not hard enough. I guarantee it. <laughs> the, the software is going to be groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Where are we? Muppet show? <laughs> right. Muppet show characters. <laughs> you said Kermit the Frog. An animal. Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy. She was a pig lady. A Swedish chef. Was he on there? Um, yes. The Swedish Chef was on there. I like Was he one of the ten main characters? No, I... he was supporting character. He was a sporting character. Uh-huh. Okay. Second tier. I would say they give you an award for best supporting character. I think he was a... I think when I was a kid I liked I liked the Swedish Chef probably the most out of all the skits on the Muppet show. Yeah. I didn't particularly like the Muppet show. Uh I like uh, the guys in the balcony who always talk about how the Muppets suck ass. <laughs> you know their names? No. <laughs> they always had little Bon Mots. Yeah. They always they they always kept it clean, but they were still biting. Right, sassy grandpas here to kick ass and suck ass. <laughs> All the mu—I mean, all the Muppets that I really know are on Sesame Street. Well, like, you're in the wrong place, buddy. Oh God, were the Yip Yip guys? Those were on Sesame Street. Um, Cookie Monster was on Sesame Street. Yeah, those are all Sesame Street. How about uh, how about Beaker? Hey, uh, Beaker, I really like Beaker. Beaker's probably my favorite. What is it about Beaker you like? Because he's a dumbass. Oh, is he? Yeah, Beaker. 
He's the one who has the weird head, and he just like he has the weird he, head. He just makes me be noises. Meep, 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 meep. Yeah, he's like the finger guy I was talking about before. That's the best. That's the best noise a puppet can make. Meep, 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 meep. It's like it's it's not saying shit. It's a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like having having the puppet not communicate with words is maybe a more true reflection of what's actually happening. Right. Right. Behind the curtain, I right. could see that. That's really that's really deep for a kid to pick up on too. I think. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was a deep kid. <laughs> I believe it. My God. Yeah, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Who are the other Muppets? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Fozzie Bear. Okay. He was a bear. Um, Gonzo. Oh, you know what? I think. Uh, I think I was. I was trying to think of who that was, and I kept thinking about Grover. Right. It's gone. Okay. Rolf the dog. That's the one you didn't know the dog's name. Okay. Scooter. He was the one with the coat on. Who the fuck is Scooter? What kind of animal is Scooter? Scooter is like a like a motherfucker. He was like a dude. Oh, what the fucking Scooter? There you go. Uh, no, I have no idea. He's the one with the coat on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you need to get with the Muppets, man. Um, uh, animal. He got animal. Uh, Pepe the King Prawn. I remember him. Uh, Rizzo the Rat. I don't remember who's Walter. I think they're making some of these up. I think they're they fucking are too. with us. Walter? I've never seen Walter. He did not appear until a movie in 2011 called The Muppets. Uh, so I don't think Walter counts. Fuck Walter. Um, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. I think that's the that's the band that Animal's in, right? You missed Bunsen, who is like... He's Beaker's buddy. Yeah, he's, uh, he's like the, the little... Bert. He's the Bert to Beaker's Ernie. Okay. Uh, Sam Eagle. That's the guy who looks like an eagle. Uh, Statler and Waldorf, those are old guys that you didn't know. Swedish Chef is a Swedish Chef, right? Uh-huh. You got that one. Camilla the Chicken, isn't that, um, is that, uh, Kermit's Frog's girlfriend? I don't know. I thought Miss Piggy was Kermit's girlfriend. I think that he also loves the chicken. Um, Camilla the Chicken is gone, is Gonzo's girlfriend. I knew it was someone's girlfriend. This is just, we're, we're getting it, we're going... There's Bobo the Bear. There's somebody named Uncle Deadly. All this stuff is like people... Bobo the Bear is actually pretty sweet looking. He looks just... pretty intimidating. Uh, like, we're talking about which Muppets are in a relationship with each other. This is already getting <laughs> like fucked. Beauregard, Constantine, Crazy Harry, Lou Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Link Hogthrob. Hogthrob? <laughs> That's what they called me in prison. Uh, Sweetums. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of them. There's all yeah, so many yeah. fucking ones. We're, Who we're is ru- New Zealand? He was a tan humanoid Muppet with dark hair, a mustache, a red nose, a ruff, and a red suit. He, okay. All right. You know, sometimes you just gotta, sometimes you just gotta say, I, I believe you. And you just, I believe you. And you just, you go from there. I did pretty well. How many did I get? You got none of them. That was a weak showing. You, you showed your lack of, of practice and taking quizzes you think that was it yep you think if i was better at taking quizzes i would have been able to dig deep yes and pull that knowledge out okay uh-huh. I, do i get credit for kermit the frog <laughs> yeah you get like one out of 30 of them i also said uh two out of 30 of them you got three of them <sighs> i think i got like six of them you got no you didn't get six of them <laughs>
um, do you know one of the oldest, oldest puppet shows that was, like, really big in Europe was a puppet show called Punch and Judy. Have you ever heard of Punch and Judy? I have, yeah. I don't know anything about it, though. It was, like, a puppet show, and they would have, like, a sequence of, like, short scenes, and they were, like, an interaction between two two characters. And it was usually Mr. Punch and one other character who Mr. Punch would, like, beat their ass, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, like, a very traditional thing, like, in, in Europe and in England was Punch and Judy shows. And... Like, usually the show will start with Mr. Punch showing up, and then it'll introduce Judy, and they'll, like, blah, blah, puppet show, do a dance, whatever the fuck, right? And then Judy's like, Mr. Punch, will you please watch the baby? And then he fucks it up, right? Yeah. He, it used to be he would beat the kid's ass, uh, sit on it, drop it, uh, make sausage out of it. Like, any, like, horrible shit. Like, just generally fuck up taking care of the baby, right? And then Judy comes back and gets mad and beats him with a stick. And then the cops come and the then Punch will beat the cops up. And it's just, like, yelling and, and puppets beating each other and killing each other. So it's puppet slapstick. Yeah. And it's just basically they're making the puppets hit each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Um... There is a clown character called Joey the Clown that will pop up and be like, it's dinner time, and then a bunch of sausages will come out. And then Mr. Punch must watch the sausages. And then there's a crocodile who will come and try to eat the sausages, and then Mr. Punch beats him with a stick. I feel like there's one plot point in Punch and Judy here. They were just beating shit with a stick, and there's a ghost... And the ghost comes and scares Mr. Punch. And then Mr. Punch beats the ghost up with the stick. And then at the end, he gets tricked into hanging himself. (laughs) 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 And then the devil shows up and gets him. And then Punch beats the devil up with the stick. (laughs) This is starting to... Plotline of this is starting to sound a little bit like a uh, a little bit like a Guns N' Roses song. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, then I went to hell. <laughs> I beat him with a stick. Did you know that ventriloquism was originally, like, a religious practice? No. It was um, something that the ancient Greeks did called gastromancy. And it was noises that they would produce in their stomach that they thought were the voices of the dead. And so then they would do the gastromancy and the ventriloquist would interpret the sounds that they were that were coming out of the mouth, right? Mm-hmm. And be like, I'm speaking to the dead. And they would use it as a way of foretelling the future. Okay, so ventriloquism was not just about... Mm-hmm. No, telling wasn't. a story it was about fortune telling right right um 
one of the earliest recorded group of prophets to use gastromancy were the Pythia. And they were the priestesses of the Temple of Apollo and Delphi. And so they were the conduit for the Delphic Oracle. And so they would do the gastromancy also. Sounds sick. Sounds like hot girl shit to me. <laughs> so the, <laughs> the Oracle at Delphi. The Oracle at Delphi is tight as shit. So what was the situation there? Okay, so the Oracle of Delphi was a, was a woman or who or whoever. Like it was a, it was a series of people, and like everyone would come from miles around to ask the Oracle like questions about stuff. It was like like politicians and like army guys and like people who have power would be like, oh, what should we do about this war? What should we do about this? What we should you know what I'm saying? And so they'll go and ask the Oracle of Delphi. And the idea was that she was able to see, like, beyond the veil and give, like, prophetic advice and warnings and stuff about things that were happening, right? Uh-huh. And so the Oracle Delphi was, like, a chick, and then she would be on, like, a high chair, like a chair that was up. So when she would sit, she would sit in the chair and she'd be, like, looking down on you, right? Yeah. Bad bitch energy, right? And so she would sit there in this chair, and there was, like, a vent, like, across the floor underneath the chair. And they would burn, like, plants and shit and get all kinds of, like, weird steam and shit coming up through the vent that she was sitting on top of. Yeah. And she would essentially sit up there and trip balls. (laughs) Yeah. And she would absolutely fucking trip balls and she would chew on like oleander leaves and she would have like a big bowl of water in her lap that she would use like a crystal ball and like get like visions and shit but she would she would trip balls so hard that she'd be having seizures and all kinds of crazy shit but then she would tell you what the fuck was up (laughs) very tight shit hot girl shit absolutely This may have been the only time in history that ventriloquism was cool. Right. <laughs> right. First and last, baby. Right. If I was alive back then, I would I would have got into like that Delphi shit. That seems like the like the way to go if you're living in ancient times as a woman. You need to be like on that high priestess shit. Absolutely. If you manage to go back in time, you got to make sure you get in on it. Well, you don't know. Maybe maybe when when we get recycled, maybe we'll get recycled into an alternate dimension where it's a thousand years ago. 2,000 years ago. Well, and it's only our perception of time is that it's linear. It may be, it could very well be that our perception of time is backwards, or it could be that time is not linear at all. So when you get recycled back, you could be, you could get recycled back into the year 900. Right, right. So if, if time is proceeding backwards, does that mean that like we are going to we are going back towards the industrial revolution where we are going to take all this plastic shit and turn it back into crude oil and dump it back into the into the dirt and then go live on a farm? We're gonna pump it back into the dirt deep underground go live on a farm and then we're gonna get on the boat and go back to ireland (laughs) finally when they say when they say love america or leave it well the easy answer is i'm literally not allowed to leave right Uh uh-huh or i am not i do not have the credentials to obtain residency in a foreign land (laughs) but perhaps they know something that we don't which is that we'll simply 
continue to move backwards in time. <laughs> right. What if what we know of history is just a foretelling of what is happening and we as a society have forgotten where we're where we've <laughs> the future is the past the future is now no and, no. and now is the past yeah okay there you go yeah <laughs> just however it needs to equal the so future the, is yesterday it totally it totally is <laughs> the only time that exists is right exactly right now that's also true <laughs> So tell me more about ventriloquism. What happened to make it uncool? Um, mainly all the puppets. <laughs> uh, they will... Okay, so um, it started off as hot girl shit, and then it kind of evolved into being entertainment in the 18th century, where they would have traveling fairs and all that. And so they will have these ventriloquism dolls where the puppeteer will move the mouth going clack 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 with this wooden stupid face right mm -hmm. and then they will make the noises with their mouth in a way that makes it look like they're not talking but they are right mm -hmm. um so most modern ventriloquists will have like a whole bunch of different puppets because they're pervs for them and they gotta do their <laughs> different little voices mm -hmm. for them right know? right and so like they will usually have a whole bunch and they're made out of paper mache or wood or whatever and if you really ask me who ruined ventriloquism forever is jeff dunham probably i've heard of i've heard of him i don't think i've ever seen his stuff what is he it's just like a little if you're if you're out line dancing and you want to you want to wind down after a hard night of line dancing with some racist ventriloquism then you think you <laughs> that you know where to go you go with jeff dunham He's, racist he, ventriloquism he really has some yeehaw racist ventriloquism he has a puppet called Ahmed, the dead terrorist. Mm. So he's not really here for a fun time, good time comedy show, I don't think. Unless you're like a wretched person who finds stuff like that like to be a laugh riot, which is not I. I'm not generally in, I'm not generally into uh, racial stereotypes. He yeah, he also has a puppet called Jose Jalapeno on a stick, which sounds also like it's probably not cool. <sighs> so... That's what ruined ventriloquism, and that's where we are right now. Ventriloquism is out. Finger puppets are in. Hand job puppet is in. Uh, fake hand to jack you off and do a puppet is in. Jeff Dunham is out. <laughs> so what did you learn about puppets today? Found out that shit in the Thanksgiving parade is just balloons. <laughs> oh, baby. I thought they all have ropes on them. Uh -huh. I thought they were moving them. No. I thought it was a whole thing where they could make the Spider-Man like go. Like go. I thought baby. I thought he could go around. <laughs> they're literally called the Thanksgiving Parade balloons. That's what they're called. I could swear that the Spider-Man was doing shit, man. We've never gotten up early enough to watch that parade. No, but you see clips of it. Right, I've seen pictures of it. On the, I believe it exists. Sometimes do people watch it? I don't know. I think it's a boomer thing. Imagine coming back later, like, oh, I missed that commercial. Oh man. What am I gonna see the ad about giving my wife a Lexus for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so puppets are, you know, they're just for enjoyment unless you're Jeff Dunham, then you probably should have your puppets taken away. So 
puppet confiscation pigs. Right. Do you know who has a collection of about 80 puppets? Corey Grella. Right. Uh-huh. She... But she's respectful of them. She is mad for the floppy lads who need a hand. Uh-huh. Yeah. She she's respectful though. She doesn't do ventriloquism. Most of her puppets are Cato one and finger puppets. Yeah, just the casual. You know, I if I had to guess what Corey Grella's favorite puppet. Now, did you ever go in those vending machines where they they had the uh, plastic balls? You'd twist. There was a huge crank. You'd well huge if you're a kid. You'd twist this huge crank. You'd have to crank it like five times mm-hmm. all the way around, and then this little plastic bubble would fall mm-hmm. down you'd open it up I, they used to have one at odd lots and it had these rubber puppets and they were just puppets of these deformed ugly people they mm-hmm. were finger puppets but you put like three or four of your fingers oh into yeah little, make their face all screwed up and stuff yeah you could mush their face together and they were always really wrinkled so you you could be very expressive with them. I think Corey Grella would agree with me that that is like the probably the best combination of like a, a hand puppet with just a finger puppet. Just a cat. It was a very casual puppet, mm-hmm. but you get a lot of bang for your fifty cents. Out right, of it. right, right. You know who loves puppets more than anything else? Besides me? Yeah, the people of Harlem Township, Ohio. I feel like a puppet show could go off so well in Harlem. They are such kind people, and I think they would really appreciate not just the performance, but the writing, the preparation, the set design. Right. They know the hard work that goes into it, and they're here for it, baby. They're here to kiss a puppet. Just I'm, like you are. I you would was just going to say, I didn't know until today I, I that I could kiss a puppet. But yeah. I would I would do it. It's just... You kiss my puppet. That is explicit. <laughs> <laughs> you would if I asked you to. <laughs> I wouldn't be abusive about it. You'd like it. <laughs> Last but not least, if you'd like your puppet to arrive in the condition it left your warehouse. <laughs> Fresh as a bit, fruity and juicy. <laughs> Sorry, I like my puppets. <laughs> if you want your puppet to get there in premier juicy condition, ready for kissing, <laughs> Hazel Technologies. Perhaps by the time this comes out, they will have released puppet packets. If not, I'm sure their fruit packets will work fine. All you need to do is make sure that nothing breathes and then it stays fresh forever. That's what I've learned. Keep your yeah. respiration at zero and you'll live forever. Hazel Technologies. I think a puppet packet is like a dude wipe. (laughs) I think that it might be okay. Like, if you were a puppet, you'd probably live, like, forever, basically. Punch lives. (laughs) Punch lives forever. Mm -hmm. I feel like they replaced Judy. Well, let's not think too long about that. If you haven't already, (laughs) patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity is how you get the other half of the episode you haven't heard. Uh, unless this is a premium episode, we don't really plan those out. So uh, if this is, you already know about that. And uh, if uh, if you haven't, if this is not a premium episode, if you're listening to this for free, well, sign up on there, sucker. Yeah, you, what? You're what gonna more? get. You're gonna Can get. You want more, more puppets. <laughs>
It's all puppets all the time on there. Get on and flap your hand, baby. Right. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Stick your fingers in it. Good night. I love you. <laughs>